on today's witch word of the day, Kevon. It's Galatea. Have you ever heard of Galatea? No idea what that is, but I like the sound of it. You've heard of it because um, I just didn't know this was the name. Okay, so the Roman poet Ovid in his Metamorphosis Book 10 relates that Pygmalion, a sculptor, makes an ivory statue representing his ideal of womanhood and then falls in love with his own creation, which he names Galatea. Then the goddess Venus brings the statue to life in answer to his prayer. So we all know the story of Pygmalion. I just didn't realize that the statue's name was Galatea. Right. (laughs) That's fun. It's like the Flintstones movie. (laughs) <laughs> when, <laughs> when the cement falls onto the guy and he's like, I will call it Concretia. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he's like, it's named also, after my daughter. <laughs> it's also very Pinocchio because he sculpted. In Pinocchio, he like made the boy out of wood. It's the same thing. Yeah. Do you know why I chose this as the witch word of the day? <laughs> Probably because there's a giant Baldur statue <laughs> over the course of these two issues. What? <laughs> you haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Well, hello, welcome to <laughs> Words of the Witches. This is episode 85. Um, Yeah. And segue from a word of the day. We have a statue question. (laughs) Oh, no. Let's let's tell people who we are first, because I always forget to do that. But I'm going to do that. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Okay. (laughs) I'm Kevin, your resident charmed resource. (laughs) And I'm Sean. I just love comic books. Yeah. So we had a poll. Last week, about statues, about concretias, um, about genitalia. Not genitalia. What is it called? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Just because I'm waving my balls at you doesn't mean you have to say genitalia. <laughs> what was it again? Galaxia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how. <laughs> No, I, no, I wish it was called that. All right. Um, <laughs> so the poll last week was... Speaking of genitalia, the poll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotta compose myself. Uh, but it says, if you had a statue in your personal wasteland, what would it be? And mine was about me naked, and you had Balthazar naked. So it was a big naked statue thing. So a naked fest. Yeah, Naked Fest. And we got some responses. The Orange Double A, Aaron, says, A volcano overflowing with steaming water called the Steamy Rock. (laughs) All the sexy time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Then we have Joey the Dream Fighter says, A statue from Hot Chris Hallowell or Shirtless Leo Wyatt. Oh, J3 Lions is season eight Leo, but naked. So we got <laughs> everyone's in the horny statue mood. Uh, Robbie Clark 87 says Fergie doing a one handed cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Sean Port, Alaska Thunderfuck. Uh, oh, yeah, I can say that here. Okay, good. Uh, your favorite drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Serox 1987000 says, You, Kevin, in a toga and a crown while holding a fireball in one hand and a lightning bolt in the other. <laughs> okay. I like the whole thing. I feel Very like the specific. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Siren, who was our guest last week, commented on Spotify, changing my answer again. It's obviously Charisma Carpenter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. I do want to make an announcement that in a few weeks, TBA, I don't know the exact date and time yet, but I am planning on doing an Instagram live to discuss the Charmed Musical Project. Ah! 
It's so exciting. So we'll take questions from people. We'll talk about what we have so far. We'll play a few songs. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. The script is coming together and the songs are coming together. It's pretty cool. I'm so excited. I should show you the script. I haven't showed you yet. You should take a look and tell yeah. me what you think so far. Let me see it. Yeah. Okay, Genitalia. I, I mean, Galatia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, silence. I haven't done that in a while. Cause I forgot. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Here now the words of the witches. So we are going to talk about season 10, issue 10, The Curious Case of Benjamin Turner. Oh. And this was written, uh, published July 22nd, 2015. Written by Pat Shand, artwork by Elisa Feliz, colors by Valentina Cuomo, letters by Christy Sawyer, edited by Pat Shand, and cover art by David Seidman. And we love this cover because it's beauteous. Yes, it is. It's beauteous. We described it last week, but we got this lightning bolt figure, which we do know is Prue. Um, We've got the side profile faces of Piper and Phoebe and Paige and Coop. And the metaphorical Benjamin Turner, the old man, which you guessed correctly guessed last week. I was very impressed by your your uh, <laughs> astuteness. And we have even the little Halloween Manor there too on the bottom. Oh yeah. So it's a beautiful picture. And I just want to say, going back to what Pat Shan said real quick, because I noticed something last week. I noticed yes. when the orbs broke, the like green smoke from the orbs was twisting around. So I was like obviously benjamin turner comes back but it's never how you think it's gonna happen you may know it's gonna happen but it's not how you think it's gonna happen uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it keeps you on your toes a little bit a little bit mm-hmm. and yeah both because they had two halves of the soul at the end of the last issue and both of them broke like that's mm-hmm. tragic tragedy uh but we'll get into what happens here. Yes. That was a little tease. <laughs> a little tease of what happens. So kick us off, Sean. All right. So we open up on Belthazar wearing pants, starting to the statue, walking off of its dias, and somebody yells, it's moving! And <laughs> it looks like it's Henry down below. Coop's on the ground with Tyler's on the ground also. And Henry's like, that, that giant... Cole statue is moving. And Coop is like, what the hell is going on here? And Henry goes, Coop, <laughs> come on. There's n- and then Tyler says, there's no reason to be afraid. Today isn't the day that you die. And he looks very like Pyro here because he's wearing a red shirt. He's got the blonde hair. His eyes are glowing green and he's got flamies coming out of his face and his hand. It's a sexy drawing. I think it looks so cool. Um, see, I didn't think Pyro. I thought of Dash from Incredibles, but you're right, Pyro too. <laughs> hmm. It does look like Dash, like if he was yeah. rendered as a person. I mean, not like a chibi person, like a person person. Yeah, because he, and he's a kid. He, I mean, he's a bit, this, he's older than Dash would be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the next page, we're at the Nexus of the All. Prue's castle looks like it's changed again. It's oh, another design. Oh. If you look at it, uh, it's on a rock. It looks like a looks like a black emerald city kind of. Yes. <laughs> um, but you hear Prue yelling, "Kira, Kira!" And then Kira's on the floor, like passed out almost, and she's waking up and she's like, "Yowza!" This <laughs> 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 is so cute. Um, and Prue's like, "Yeah, you passed out," and she, she's like, "That's one version of it, but you know, my version is like you knocked me out with your brain, Prue." She's like, no, I didn't. How could I? <laughs> She's like, you're giving off some very serious vibes, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she, Prue's like, yeah, my sisters abandoned me because of that, too. And she's like, they left you? Uh, and Prue's like, all sad. She's like, yeah, they think they tell me that it, it hurts to be around me. Psh, it's so stupid. It's just me. I'm the same person. And then <laughs> Kira's like, <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, oh, you're serious. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you are definitely not the same bitch. It's like, you're the same as like a caterpillar to a butterfly, a dragonfly to a big honking fire and breathing dragon. Like you're like all powerful. And then Prue's like, well, do you know what I am or not? She's like, of course I do. 
But do you want to know? What? So yeah. next page, back at the manor for the first time, um, Piper's like, still no word. And Paige is like, no, ugh, where could they be? So they're looking for the hubbies. And Piper's like, I'm sure there's an explanation for all of this. Henry and Coop are fine. If they weren't, we'd feel it. You know that, right? And Paige says, I do. I just, with all she's been through, I don't know if Phoebe does. And we see Phoebe upstairs in the bathroom putting water on her face. And as she's looking at herself in the mirror, she has a recollection of Cole dying in her arms going, Fuebe. Oh, so you said she's putting water on her, on her face. I thought she was crying in the mirror. But that, oh. I don't know. Because it looks like um, it's on her like forehead too. So that's why I thought she was putting water on her face. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I guess either one works. I mean, you, you could be you could cry and put water on your face. True. <laughs> but I wonder, is this is this flesh? Is this a premonition of the past, or is she just remembering? I don't know. Oh wait, a premonition of the past? Yeah, she gets visions of the past too. You know. That's true. <laughs> but I don't know. All right. So then the next page is Leo taking care of the childrens. It's the twins, Cat and Tam. And he's like, your dad's going to be here soon. Don't worry. And then you hear her go, daddy. And then Leo turns around and is like, boom. And Tyler and Coop and Henry crash into the kitchen table out of the fiery ring. It's a really cool effect here, too, because you can actually see like green swirls within the fire. I do yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then the twins come and hug Coop. Tyler's holding his head. And we see Coop here. He's like, what is this? Where am I? Who is this? I guess Leo is like, hey, it's okay, Coop. Take it easy, the kids. He's like, don't touch me! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Piper and Paige come in, and they're like, what's going on here? And Coop's just like, I don't know you people! Stay away from me! Hmm. Curious. Mm. Curious and curious, eh? So, Podge is uh, helping Henry up, and she goes, where were you two? You smell like sulfur! I was gonna say shit, but I said sulfur, and it came out sulfur. Um, (laughs) did a demon attack and then tyler's like no no it was my fault i made them and then uh elsewhere in the house leo's catching up with coop he's like hey what are you doing man and coop's like i'm leaving and leo's like take a minute to cool off if someone could explain what's going on piper says wild guess here did coop land i don't know maybe right on his fucking head (laughs) (laughs) and then coop is mad he's like stop calling me and then Peter Pan comes down the stairs and goes, Coop, <laughs> no, BB. And he turns around and he looks at her and he has like a really quick memory of their marriage. And then Phoebe hugs him and goes, I was worried. Where were you? And he goes, I, I'm sorry. I have to make a correction. That's uh, Cole That's and Cole's Phoebe's. marriage. Cole yes. And Phoebe. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that he's getting like a feeling of them. But when he saw her and I love that the change in mood he's because he's steadfast he's driven to get out the door and once he sees phoebe he gets a splash and he's suddenly like stuck he's comforted or something or at least a little bit more open to seeing what's going on here which is interesting Mm. see because i didn't notice that was cole the first time so that that is curious yeah yeah it's cole's and phoebe's marriage all right so the next page we see a car in front of the manor honking and Paige is yelling at Tyler. <laughs> it's like, we'll talk about this later, Tyler. Everyone had a long night. Your ride is here. I got you an Uber before Ubers. <laughs> okay. So she's just really pissed. And Henry's trying to comfort the situation too. He's like, Paige, it wasn't Tyler's fault. It's like, if you're going to be mad at somebody, he's like, Oh, trust me, Henry. If doesn't factor into it, you know I'm hella pissed at you too. So your time is coming. <laughs> and uh, and then we see Phoebe and Coop sitting on the bed, and she's like, "You don't remember anything at the wasteland?" And he's like, "I remember a little." And then he, she like kisses him. Looks like a serious kiss. And Coop's just like starstruck like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) i like this and he's like whoa and then she's like you mad (laughs) bro or did you like it (laughs) 
And then outside we see Adel. So Adel is Tyler's ride. And he's like, you smell like hot garbage. <laughs> and, his, and then Tyler's like, hey, Adel, would you be okay if you just don't mention this to Kareem? Because he'd probably freak out at all the details. And I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't want him like being mad at me. And Adel's like, yeah, you got enough of Paige's wrath, huh? So, but okay, I'll, I'll keep it your secret. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, so this was interesting to me because apparently Paige has been hanging out with like Adel and Tyler a lot because yeah. Adel knows Kareem and. Well, like, they're her charges. He, yeah, but I didn't know yeah. they were hanging out too. So Right, right. You're yeah. like all the charges together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Protect them all at once. Right. <laughs> And on the next page, uh, Paige is yelling at Henry. What were you thinking, Henry? He's like, I told you, Ke- Coop needed help. Prue gave him the uh, the soul orb. And she's like, I understand that. I mean, actually, no, I do not understand that. Because after all we've been through, I'd have thought Prue of all people would know not to mess with magics like that. But you know what I understand less? We have children, Henry. And you went on a suicide mission. And he's like, it was dangerous, but... It was a hell of a lot more than dangerous, bitch. And then <laughs> outside, um, Piper and Leo are tending to the kids. And the twins are like, I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> and Piper's like, your mommy and daddy are having a grown-up talk, honey. We're all spending a night here. Isn't that fun? And the kids <laughs> are like, fuck no. And Leo's like, again? And Piper's <laughs> like, it sounds like it's getting heated in there. Maybe you should see if you can work that Leo magic. And he's like, fuck, do I have to? <laughs> and then inside, uh, the Coop and Phoebe talk continues. And Coop's like, listen, don't think I don't want to. but," And she's like, I know what you did is stupid, but I, I've had enough sadness, enough anger. I just want to be with you, Coop. I just want to get fucked. And he's like, I'm not. And then Leo comes in just in time to, oh, he's coming in to Henry and Pages fight mm-hmm. and Henry continues. So you're absolved. It's unforgivable when I do something risky, but your type of danger is okay. And then Paige says, it's all from what? And he's like the danger you put our children in every fucking day. Oh, and there's a Phoebe and Coop thing happening too. So this first one is Coop says, you know, that's right. I'm not who you think I am, not who I'm supposed to be. And Phoebe says, Coop, you're scaring me. What are you saying? So we got two very intense conversations happening right now. Yeah. So the next page, Paige, Podge, and Henry are continuing their fight. And Paige is like, what are you talking about? And Henry is real angry. He can see he's got a very angry, yelly face. And he says... The danger from just being you. Oh, heart wrenching. And then Leo's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that was kind of a scary thing to say. Bad move, brah. Let's walk over here. <laughs> and then we see Paige kind of like looking to the side and she's got tears in her eyes. And Piper comes down because apparently she was listening <laughs> like a eavesdropper sister like they always do. And she's like, Paige, he doesn't mean that. Come give me a hug. (laughs) (laughs) And then we see Coop coming down the stairs saying, I said I'm not Coop. What? What? (laughs) And and then Phoebe's like, baby, what? He's like, I'm Benjamin. Benjamin Turner. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And we see, like, the flash of the soul-shattered things glowy out to to show you and remind you that these pieces of soul came together and were released. Mm -hmm. They went into Coop's body. They went into Coop's body. I want to go into Coop's body. (laughs) (laughs) I think this picture of Coop coming down the stairs is funny because I don't think he's, like, proportioned right. He looks short. Yeah. (laughs) he's walking on his knees there (laughs) that's such a benjamin thing to do (laughs) yeah this is how i always walk what (laughs) so yeah so this is interesting that you brought up 
that maybe Phoebe's from it was a premonition and not a memory because right. it gets me thinking like maybe that was her mind telling her, "Hey, Benjamin's coming. You're not done with Cole." Mm-hmm. Right. So I like your style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the bottom panel too is her eyes closed. So I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say something about this page too because this whole Henry Page situation. These are issues that carried over from, from season nine. Because last season we saw Henry worried about how magic can cause him to be dangerous to his family and the dangers of magic in general. But here he starts to think about how Paige's existence as a charmed one means that the dangers will never stop. Mm-hmm. So, ugh. and, we, you know, back in season eight, when we first met Henry, he chose Paige. He chose to accept her magic and all, and he accepted the risk. But I don't think the repercussions of that like truly hit him until he, he had kids. Um, until like all the dangers showed their face. Cause he thought maybe magic was a little bit more fun. Magic can fix magic. Well, he probably didn't realize how risky it really was. And then seeing Paige's face here with the tears is heartbreaking because it's scary to believe that the very things that make you special are the things that make you a threat. Like to feel that the very fiber of your being is somehow bad. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. So lots of emotions, <laughs> lots going on. Yeah. All right. So we continue in. Is this another part of the house? Where are they? No, they went up. They went to a bar or something. Yeah, it's weird. There's no like sign. So or maybe like or maybe house. it's a maybe it's a motel. Okay. Maybe, we'll no, it's, there, no, it's like a, no, it's like a restaurant. Some yeah. kind of restaurant. Okay. I don't know. Bar. Uh, Leo's sitting down with two drinks with Henry and he says crazy night. And Henry's like, you're telling me. And Leo's like, doghouse, huh? He's like, after what I said, looks like. And then Leo's like, don't worry about it. Podge won't hold you to something you said in the heat of an argument. But, but why'd you do it? Why'd you really do it? And Henry's like, you wouldn't have? And Leo's like, have you seen Piper Angry Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so the next page continues their conversation in the drinking bar booth. And he's like, Henry goes, I don't know, because Coop asked me to, because, you know, we're secret lovers. (laughs) And then Leo's just like, I want to be part of the boys club. (laughs) But no, he just looks at him like, is that it? You know, is that really the answer? And then Henry just kind of looks away. He's like, because I wanted to finally do something. And then Leo picks up his bottle and he toasts Henry. I love this though, because Leo can totally understand where Henry is coming from here, and there's a camaraderie there. They they both are mortal. They both feel a little bit powerless as mortals, um, but there is a slight difference here because Leo has been completely immersed in magic for ages, while Henry was really just thrown into it. So when Leo made his choice to be human, he was kind of aware of everything that went with that, but. Henry here, he sees the world differently. His situation is different because Henry is like still figuring it all out. And it's, he's definitely in a worse spot. Yeah, that's true. All right. Back at the nexus of the all. Um, Prue is like, really? Are you sure? Because that's that's crazy. And Kira's like, as sure as I'm still a demon, which, by the way, you told me like a while ago that you'd make me human if I help you, and I'm still not really human. So, <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly uh, Prue gets a phone call, deet, and she's like, "Sorry, hold on." And Kira's like, "Worst ringtone ever." I want to know what the ringtone was though now, because I'm like, "What is it?" I know. I, all it says is deet deet. So is it just like a generic like beep sound? Yeah. I don't know. So it's Phoebe, and she says, Prue, we need your help. It's Coop. He, and she's like, Phoebe, I can barely hear you. And Phoebe says, we know you gave, or we know you gave the orb to Coop. He got hurt because of it, and we need your help. We're coming over there now with him. And Prue says, no, I am. (gasps) (laughs) You are what, Prue? What? (laughs) So the next page, we see Phoebe just getting off the phone and Podge and Piper and the kids are all <laughs> sitting there. And Phoebe's like, did she say she's coming here? And Piper, who's 
she's like busybody eavesdropper this whole issue. She's like, I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paige is like, but she can't, can she? And then Phoebe just like strolls away. She's like, la di da I'm going to walk over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Piper and Paige look at each other like, that's weird. And we see Benjamin slash Coop uh, looking through a photo album. And a picture drops out a bit of Phoebe and Cole together. And he picks it up and he says, this was him, huh? My son. And Phoebe walks behind him and she says, yes. Yeah. Back at the nexus of the all, um, Kira's like kind of funny, you know, and Prue's like, what's that? And she says, they avoid your calls on the daily, but as soon as they need something, it's Prue time. And Prue says, it's not like that, even though it kind of is. And then Mm -hmm. Kira says, it never is, is it? And Prue says, I didn't ask you for your opinion. I saved your life in exchange for your help. And Kira says, and I gave it. And Prue says, yes, you did. And Prue's eyes go all yellow glowy and something encircles Kira. Some magically stuff is happening to her. I wonder what it could be. I wonder what it could be. Swirly glowy light. Yes. <laughs> burger. And then, like burger. And the next page we see this beautiful full body picture of Charisma. She looks gorgeous here. Oh, I love it. Um, but the swirly lights all around her still. And she's like, you. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm. And Prue's like, human. Yeah. Walk into the glow. <laughs> walk into the glow. Because um, he has like this glowy doorway ahead of her. She's like, yes, walk into the glow. And think about a place you want to go. You'll be there. Oh, she's like, okay. And she's like, I'd say see you later. But, you know, now that I'm human, this whole lonely witch in a castle thing seems kind of creepy. <laughs> and then she's like, how great is that? Humanity. Fear. It tickles. But then she looks at Prue and she turns around and she's like, just one more thing. What should I do now that I'm, you know, free? And Prue says, I don't care. What'd you have for lunch today? I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> no, she says, I don't know. And she turns away and she, get this, Kevin, she flies out of her, the fake manner it disappears behind her she turns into blue lighty stuff and she just kind of takes off into the sky so apparently she didn't have to be there this whole time yeah i'm gonna we'll talk about that but i want to talk about this exchange between kira and prutu because kira is actually crying too after she was human so that's a, a cool emotional um response but I like the the parallels between them. They're both kind of on the same page here. Kira and Prue both have a fresh start and a renewed freedom. They both are taking the next step to a new phase of their lives, which is cool because they they now are something different or aware of how different they are. And there's an uncertainty there, but also an empowerment between the two of them. So they kind of like, I think, get each other really well here. And so when Prue says, I don't know, she's saying, I don't know to Kira and to herself. Hmm. Uh. All right. So after Prue levitates and turns into blue lightning things, we come back to the manor. And <laughs> Paige says, do you feel that? And Piper is starting to get a headache. She's like, yeah, I do. It fucking sucks. And then we see <laughs> Paige clutch the pearls. She's like, oh, my heart. <laughs> and she goes, well, and then we hear, we see like this lightning, like, boom, into the manor. And then Paige is like, Prue, you're... Yeah, so Prue's arrived. It's super hot. Uh, <laughs> and Piper's like, I don't understand. How did you leave the Nexus of the All? I thought... And she's like, I didn't leave the Nexus. I am the Nexus of the All. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> so, so I wasn't lying yes. when I said back at the Nexus, because it was back at Prue. I was just, you know, being foolish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> tricky, tricky. So what do you think this means, though? Because before she, she's not the guardian of the Nexus. She is a Nexus. How does this change things? Hmm. I guess because it gives her control of, like, all magic, basically. Like, she is the Nexus of everything that is good and evil about magic. So I think the implications would be that she could probably, like, give magic or take magic away. Yeah. She's like the Avatar. Because before, we, when she was, when we thought of her as the Guardian, we knew she could tap into all magic. Um, 
And we always knew she had a connection to all magic and that she was super pretty much all powerful. We knew all that already, but we now know that she was not bound to Nexus. She can go wherever she wants. Um, so pretty much wherever she would go, that will create a huge boost of power in that spot, wherever she moves to. So she's like some kind of floating island that pops up in different spots. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> why she hurts her family is still unclear. I don't remember why that is. Maybe they'll explain that later. Um, because that part, I mean, maybe because she's still tied to the power of three, somehow the magics are at odds with each other. Something like that. I don't know. That would make sense. Meanwhile, out back, um, Phoebe's sitting with Benjamin and she says, I try to save him, you know. And then Benjamin says, try to take him away from her. A life of darkness. That's when his mom, God, I was a fool. I knew I shouldn't have gotten involved with her. Knew it from the start. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Benjamin says, I try to save him, you know. He's telling yeah. Phoebe. Yeah. God, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. So he continues, try to take him away from her, a life of darkness. That's when his mom, God, I was a fool. I knew I shouldn't have gotten involved with her. I knew it from the start. But Turner men, we don't think with our heads, you know. And Phoebe <laughs> says, he told me what you wanted to do for him. And Benjamin says, and after all this time, even though I failed him, he still wanted to bring me back. And she says, Cole is, was very passionate when he wanted something. When he loved someone, that was it. And Benjamin says, he loved you, and you loved him right back, didn't you? I can tell from the pictures. Can you can you tell me about him? Oh, This is so sweet. I love this. Because we hear, know here that Ben regrets not being able to protect his son from evil. He feels like he's failed, but is humbled that his son would still fight for him. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Phoebe... I think she really enjoys getting the chance to know Benjamin. Um, and I think it's sweet that she can honor Cole's memory by telling his father about him. So it's a really nice exchange with them together. Yeah, it is. It's a nice little moment. I do have a You Look Familiar moment as well here. <laughs> it's funny. She's so familiar to me, though. Reminds me of this old stray that used to hang outside my loft. Familiars. That's what I'm looking for. Have we met before? You look familiar. <laughs> they're gonna think me they're gonna think me goofy but this whole back patio it's the back patio <laughs> you're so goofy <laughs> we, we barely see it in the show so when we do get a nice shot of it i'm like this looks exactly like this so i'm gonna use a, a picture from the day the magic died when in the backyard looking at the aurora borealis and combined with this picture and you'll see a, a side by side of that because it's super cool <laughs> cool so then the next page, we see Prue talking to Podge and Piper and the ki- Wyatt and Kristen. Is that Melinda there with her? Maybe it's a twin. I think it's Melinda. Um, but some kids are there. And she's like, so that's it. Ben's soul got into Coop. And and Piper's like, that's it? This is a problem, Prue. It's unprecedented. If Ben is in Coop, then where is Coop? And then she's like, let's find out. And we see here that Wyatt's head was starting to hurt too. So it's not just affecting her sisters. It's starting to affect the uh, nephews and nieces and stuff too. So that's kind of crappy. Prue is starting to walk out to the backyard and Phoebe is like, starts to get the headache. And she's like, Prue? And then she comes up. She's like, Benjamin, I can help you. And she, she tells him, I like this too, because she gives him the choice. She doesn't just make a move and just do what she wants. She lets him choose what he wants to do, which I like. Mm-hmm. She says, do you want to pass on or do you want to live? And then he says, I want to live. And she says, good, come here. Oh, but then Phoebe does ask, like, what about Coop? It's a valid oh, yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what are you going to do? Is he just going to live and stay in his body the whole time? As, <laughs> as a... Enticing as it is to have my dead ex-husband's father's body in my present husband or soul in my present husband's body. I don't yeah. love it. I don't love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we see uh, Prue. She's got glowy Hansburgers and she puts them on Benjamin's head. And then we see the graveyard where Coop died. Like cool. all these... Sh- 
Cole. (laughs) (laughs) All these like magical shards like come up out like off the ground, I guess. Or like she's turning back time, maybe. I'm not sure. Do you have any ideas what's going on here? I feel like it is the shards that were left from Cole's body. Mm, I don't know where they came from. Probably just the ether. Maybe they just left a traumatic energy sphere in that space. So maybe she's just pulling them out of the energy sphere. I don't know. It's magic. She got all the magic. magic. So (laughs) she can just do whatever she wants. Yeah. And she takes the Benjamin soul out of Coop and she sends it to the shards at the graveyard. Yeah. These are really cool visuals here. Mm -hmm. I do like the, the drawings. So then back at the manor, Coop starts to fall over. He gets lightheaded and Phoebe's like, Ben, He's like, what did you just call me? And she's like, oh, you're you. You're Coop. Let's kiss. Let's have sex. Coop's like, yo, I have no memories of what just happened. I'm just, I was, I was on the wasteland. Now I'm here. And he's like, wait, is that pro? What? <laughs> but Phoebe's not happy. She's like, just kiss me. <laughs> and, um, and then Hyper just wants to know, she's like, how did you even get here? And then Pru's like, it still hurts you being around me. And she leaves. And Piper's like, wait! <laughs> and then at the bottom, Coop's like, I'm getting the feeling that I missed something. Um, on the next page, we see Prue appears burgers in the graveyard. In the graveyard! <laughs> <laughs> she sees in the distance, there's a, a person walking towards her. And she says, don't be scared. It's me. And then the person says, who the hell's body is this now? Are you witches messing with me? And then the final page, Prue says, this is your son's body, Cole's. Come with me, Benjamin. And we see Cole's body standing before us, his big old face and his little tease of chest hair. Um, But Prue tells Benjamin, I believe we can help each other. The end. Hmm. To be continued. To be continued. Okay. So I have a few things here. Um, Well, first of all, this is our... Power play moment at the very end. Power play. Uh, And the power play moment is body insertion. (laughs) Oh, I've done that. (laughs) I know. That sounds wonderful. Um, But. I think this is a little bit different. Well, no, she maybe not that quite that different. Um, but uh, body insertion is the ability to insert a person into someone else's body with the wave of a hand. Uh, the only known beings to possess this power are cupids. We see Coop do this in the torn identity when he puts uh, Paige in Henry's body. Do you remember this? So Coop has done this before, but now that Prue is the center of all magic, of course she'd have access. Uh, Prue is essentially... She has like the, the the ultimate projection power, so she's like Wyatt Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and body insertion is actually a combination of possession and mind exchange. Mm. So, yeah, uh, there are a few limitations. The user cannot use this power if there's no presence to insert. Obviously, you need someone's consciousness or soul or what have you. And when you do this, conflicting facts and memories may cause paradoxes and breakdowns in the target. If there's two people at battle with each other, although here there is no Cole soul to fight it. It's just his body. So this is more of a vessel question for you though. Why do you think Prue put Benjamin in Cole's body when she could have easily brought Benjamin's original body back? I'm wondering if Benjamin's body since, Oh wait, his soul came out of his body. I wonder though, if it's just, too old like it's too it would take more magic to like reconstruct that body than like because cole only died like not that long ago right that's true that's part of it i mean that's maybe yeah maybe that's just so decomposed and there's not much left of it and i mean yeah since she's the center of all magic she could bring him back but it would just need more energy that you don't need to put into it i do have one confusion okay why would Benjamin, while he's inhabiting Coop's body, 
have one of Cole's memories. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Because you know, it's not it's not Cole's body even giving you this. Um, maybe Phoebe's an empath, so maybe he was reading it off of Phoebe. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to build off what you said. So Coop is a Cupid who reads into love. And Phoebe's been thinking a lot about Cole lately. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was Coop's powers that maybe. lifted the memory from Phoebe. See, I like it. I like it. Look at us. Look at us making answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting back to this Cole's body thing, too, I'm thinking that maybe it was a little bit for Benjamin, too, because he wanted to get close to his son and know his son. Um, and maybe it's a little bit for herself because Prue is also grieving Cole in her own way and maybe seeing his face is company to her. That's true. It's a way to like make his death less hurtful. Yeah. So, hmm. Curious. Interesting. But that's the end of it. How do we feel about this issue? Um, I think you're going to hate me a little bit, but I'll start at the top. (laughs) I thought this one had some really cool, uh, family moments. Like I love that they're fighting. I think for me, it's exciting to see. Finally, it's not Leo and Piper. Like Leo and Piper (laughs) finally got to a point where they know each other so well that like they can kind of help their sisters with their relationships. Exactly. And I like the realism and the idea that um, nothing's perfect. Like, there's going to be fighting. And, like, Phoebe and Coop kind of handled it a little better because Phoebe has been through this so much. Like, she's with a magical person who's actually not even Coop at the moment. (laughs) But um, seeing the way that Henry and Paige are fighting, I actually have a little bit of fear for both Paige's and Phoebe's relationship at this point, because Phoebe's so like stuck on Cole and like thinking about him so much. I'm like, hopefully she doesn't like steer away from Coop and then Paige and Henry, like they've got some real serious problems going on. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure they'll all make it, but like it has me questioning. Like I never did before, you know, you always (laughs) kind of knew Leon Piper would end up together, but this is an enigma. I like this. Mm -hmm. There's no, rule that says their relationships have to stick yeah so yeah um the thing i didn't like about it i feel like for all the build-up over like three or four comics to finally figure out what prue is just to be like oh she is the nexus i'm like that's all that's like i know there's implications here but like (laughs) she just suddenly realizes like oh i could have left this whole time i just never really tried (laughs) yeah it didn't seem a bit as bigger revelation as it should have been because it pretty much is like nothing changed for us it's like it's okay so it's exactly things we know you can just leave now (laughs) yeah i wish there was like more of a catalyst or something that made her realize like oh shit like this was a self-imposed prison basically yeah so yeah i get that um but i did like this issue a lot i thought it was beautiful i thought there were other significant revelations besides that one about you know Benjamin and about Coop and about Paige and Henry and you know, all these things. So th- there's some characters really going through some shit. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was invested. I was moved the whole way through. I still think Prue is badass as hell. I love watching her, um, and it made me think a lot. Next is put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. Do you have things? Hmm. I don't think I do. I don't. I have quite a few things to talk about here. <laughs> well, most of most of them are just reiterating what I said last issue about the wasteland things, because I still don't know how there are corporeal human demons. Human demons it sounds kind of weird to say, but you know, like anthropomorphic. There you go, anthropomorphic demons in the wasteland, um, because we've only ever seen vanquished demons explode when they enter the atmosphere. So I'm like, how do they have bodies? We do see bones in the wasteland, in the sand. So I'm open to the idea of demons being there, but I feel like I need the explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the only way that corporeal demons could be there is if they were banished. Like I said, instead of being vanquished, they were banished there, so they weren't going through that, that I guess, atmosphere. 
And then I was thinking, like, why do they worship Balthazar? Like, I mean, I know he was very well respected and feared, but demons are usually more self-interested than to erect gods unto themselves. <laughs> Let alone dead yeah. demons. You're already dead. Like, so <laughs> I don't know. Something doesn't fit. <laughs> and why does Balthazar have pants? And why does he have pants? <laughs> um so i don't know i don't know what the pieces are that doesn't make sense oh i did have a write-in on youtube that i want to address though so k seramore on youtube said didn't call vanquish they spelled this out vanquish on purpose they said vanquish yay Uh, capital q capital u (laughs) capital i uh (laughs) but he says because his idea is that cole since cole vanquished the beast that the demons after that came to the wasteland, were allowed to live. And that is why the Vanquish demons think of Balthazar as their Lord Jesus savior. And they build a statue for him because they live. So I like the idea, except the beast wasn't killing them. They were dead. He was just sucking up the powers. They were already burst into powers before the waste beast even came to them. Hmm. So let me work, work this out with my brain a little bit. I have a hypothetical situation here. Okay. 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 So say a demon enters the wasteland and does not immediately explode. Say they go through the atmosphere, they land on the sand, they're a person. That would tell me that they are a high-level demon, that they they just have a higher tolerance, a higher tolerance to get through. Um, so I could buy that a high-level demon got through. But then we have this demon cult. And to me, there's no way high-level demons would ever be in a cult. They're much more advanced. They have a higher brain capacity for that. So I can believe a cult of low-level demons. Low-level demons would be like, yes, we love him. He'll save us. Um, But if they're low-level demons, they wouldn't survive. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a whole problem here that I have in my brain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Canonical errors there. Okay. That's just... Yeah. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) I do have... uh, to mention Leo drinking. And this has come up before and I usually ignore it because it's consistent in the comic books that he's a drinker. Um, but I think it's worth noting that in the show, sometimes Leo says he can't drink and sometimes he does. <laughs> hmm. uh, so I'm not going to hold it against the comic because they've been consistent, but it's something to note because the show is very not sure what to do with Leo drinking in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have one more thing. You talked about how um, the Prue scene with Kira, uh, in previous issues, we see that Prue is mad at her sisters when they only call her when they want something, and Kira says it. Mm-hmm. And now when Kira says it, she tells her that it's not it. And initially, I thought this was an error, because Prue's like, you were always on them. Like, you only call me when you want something, and now when Kira says it, it's not the case. But I'm not, I don't think it's an error, because cause Prue is only now aware that she hurts her sisters before she didn't know that. And perhaps maybe learning that she's the Nexus is allowing her to find something in the ether. And she, maybe she knows why this is happening. She's she's seen, sensing more magic. So I'm guessing she knows more than she's letting on. I also feel like she's driven a little bit by guilt right here because she knows that the problem they're dealing with, she created. So right. she's more like forgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just an interesting shift. Yeah. Cool. All right. So next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really just messengers? Guides? Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for for future future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. What's the moral? Well, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason why Prue thought she couldn't leave is because the elders told her, right? They told her she had to stay there? You know, I don't even remember the reason. I think it was. Yeah, because that's that's the basis of my tip for future white lighters is basically, like, explore. Like, don't following the rules isn't always the way to go. Like, sometimes you have to think outside the box, and I'm just surprised that she didn't really the word right yeah she just was like okay i trust the elders who lie to us constantly i can't (laughs) leave (laughs) right and maybe maybe she felt like it was her duty to protect it like she's like a little mama bird on her 
her nest egg, you know? And I guess that she, and Prue does have a very strong sense of duty. Shannon does too. Um, so maybe that's what it was. She's like, but yeah, to, th- to think to, she also has, is very questioning. She does have a questioning spirit too. So the fact that she didn't even think to experiment with the idea is a little odd to me, but so mm-hmm. mine is there is no easy way to navigate the tribulations of your life. Um, you can only do your best and try to get through to the next thing. Oh, it sounds like Frozen 2, actually. <laughs> That's a Frozen 2. That's a Frozen 2 thing. I just thought of that now. Um, but yeah, just do the <laughs> next best thing. Next right thing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ooh, Anamanapia. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was. There were some parts where I'm like, there should have been an onomatopoeia there. There wasn't. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go, because all of these are a little basic. So I'm going to go with Foom when the fire portal opens. I just like all it. All right. Yeah. I, I went with Koom uh, when Prue came in, because it's the gravitas. Just the whole, the pure gravitas of Prue lightning bolting into the manor. It's just very cool. And like the shock of it all. And I like it. Yeah. Okay, next is most valuable panel. Girl, I already have mine. <laughs> it's this last panel with Cole being back as Benjamin because so many questions. Um, I don't know. This like shakes everything up, and this is like that weird thing that is what makes stories interesting. Like, I don't know. Just imagining characters being like, "Oh, how do you know him?" and like. <laughs> like, oh, that's my dead ex-husband's father in the in his body of my <laughs> dead ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, too much, too much information. <laughs> like you Catch asked me. <laughs> my most valuable panel is Benjamin seeing the picture of Cole and Phoebe confirming that it's his son. It's such a simple little panel. But I think knowing these characters and where they are coming from makes it mean so much more. Yeah, because we see Benjamin just trying to know about his son and find where he fits in this new world that's completely foreign to him. And then Phoebe gets to like reminisce a little bit. Uh, Pat Shan did say that season 10 is like a love letter to Cole. And we do see that the impact of his life is having, you know, an impact on all so many of these characters. So true. All right, sexiest drawing. Um, it's the aerial moment. The moment that Kira has the swirlies around her and she's becoming a real human. Oh my god. It's her in this outfit, just her as a person. I know she was my sexiest last week, but I mean it's charisma carpenter. This woman is gorgeous. She's beautiful. This outfit is sexy. Get it, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a hard time with this one because it was between that one and the fuck me daddy Balthazar one statue. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Cause that was really hot too. And you know, it looked like his pants were going to fall off in this shot a little bit. They're a little, I'm a little sagging low. We get, we get some V, some bass, some V cut here. There's definitely no underwear on. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say this fuck me daddy Balthazar, but the charisma one was right up there too. Both of them are like a bisexual dream. I'm Same. sorry to rain on your parade, but yeah, there's no underwear, but there's also no bulge. So like, he's not wearing underwear and like, there's no bulge whatsoever. Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> okay. All right. So when we're at issue ranking, is this magically delicious, pretty witchin, a sorcerer's apprentice, disenchanting or vanquishable? Um, this one, I'm going to say pretty witchin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just because I thought the uh, the pre-reveal could have been better, but everything else was on point. I get that. Uh, I'm still going to give it a Magically Delicious for this one. Just because I think, while I didn't care for the pre-reveal either, I think the amount of emotion and other revelations in here make up for it to me. So so now we're at our PS4 poll section. Prue! Piper. You mean it's, it's just you and Prue, huh? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. 
Another P, imagine that. P is for Paul. Whose life sucks most this issue? <laughs> wow. And your, and your options are Coop, Henry, Benjamin, or Podge. <laughs> I'm going to say Benjamin because he's been dead all these years and he gets to finally come back to find out his son's dead. So now he has to try to like piece together who his son was. And now he does it literally from his son's body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He missed out on so much. It's a, it's tricky. It's crazy. Hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say page this one. And just because kind of what I talked about earlier, because I feel like she's in such a heartbreaking place right now when she is angry at Henry, but he, she also knows that there's validity in his, his ranting. And that's like so hard on her heart when knowing that she can actually be putting people she loves in danger herself. And she's going to have, a, she's going to have a big decision to make going forward. What, she, what does she want to do? What is she? Oh, it's scary. So I'm going to say page. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So Sean, tell us what's next. Sure. Oh my gosh, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> Barbus is back apparently because <laughs> in this image, Barbus is like hauntingly like creeping up on Paige and like, it's really cool the way he's framed in this like broken glass. Like he's almost coming out of this black and in the broken glass, we can see Henry's face. So it seems like the repercussions from this fight are going to lead to something even more disastrous. (laughs) And the issue is called fear always comes back after the fallout of the last issue has settled. Life goes on for the charmed ones. That is until an old enemy sets his sights on Podge and her new charges. (gasps) What? Oh man. Oh man. (laughs) Barbus, we're gonna talk about that. So yeah. tune in next week. Fun. Well, we did it. We are halfway through season ten, Sean. Wow, that's crazy. Things are it. It's funny because I remember in the beginning thinking things were moving kind of slow, and now suddenly, like everything's happening so fast. It's yeah. happening so fast. <laughs> yeah, only ten issues left. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Should we tell people where you'll be next week? Okay. I'm so excited to just be. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so Kevin is flying to California on July 4th. We're going to hang out at my friend Vicky's place at a barbecue and pool. Then the next day we're going to Disneyland. And then Thursday we're seeing Aqua. We're seeing Aqua. I'm so it's, excited we're seeing Aqua. It's going to be like such a great little week of or days of stuff oh i can't wait yeah we're gonna get a uh, solving and words done early to make sure that we don't have to do it while kevin's here yeah and that we don't miss an episode <laughs> yeah all right well tell people where they can follow you and listen to all the other things we've been doing you can well we just we haven't mentioned that on um hanging with the hollowells you can catch all of our patreon episodes yeah at least now so that was fun um, yeah, what episodes catch, did, we co- did we cover? We did The Unnerved Pilot. Um, the Wedding from Hell. Morality uh, Bites. Centennial Charmed. Reality mm-hmm. Bites. Or Morality Bites. And uh, Hocus Pocus. Not yeah. Hocus Pocus, but Hocus Pocus. <laughs> the, the movie. Not not Charmed. But yeah. we did all those. So those are all bonus episodes on our Hang With The Hallowells page. If you, feel, if you like, listen to those. Yeah. And you can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Uh, this week, uh, Kevin was on, and you brought Luke, who is uh, Captain America in Rogers the Musical at California Adventure. And he was such a cute little sweetheart. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And I was recently on the Great Typhoons and Raging Fires podcast with Alan, but not with him, but at the same, we're both on the same episode, but not together. <laughs> um, talking about Hunchback of Notre Dame, one of the my favorite Disney movies, so that was cool. And we have Solving for X, we're talking about the X-Men 90s show. Oh, we're almost done with season four, aren't we? That's coming up soon. Yeah, we are. We're almost at yeah. the um, groundbreaking uh, Beyond Good and Evil, which was supposed to be yeah. the end of the whole series. Wow. 
I'm excited for that. And yeah, and then you can follow this podcast at Words of the Witches, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or Words of Witches on Twitter. And yeah, oh, keep it posted for all the goodness to come. I'm so excited, Spellwriters. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. A monkey's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your life and your weekend and whatever your doings. Have fun. Your destiny still awaits. Clap.